Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we are here for episode 127, The Starstone, The Lich, and The Kumaru. Just so you know, everyone, this episode is from the makers of the Inspired Incompetence podcast. <laughs> I did like that opening so much. It was fun. It was very... I mean, I know he wrote a bunch of them out. On brand. And I don't know if... Yeah. And I, and I don't know if he's burned them all out with Andrew, because he wrote a bunch with Andrew, I guess. Right. To start this AP. But man, it's they've been clever and clever and clever, and I like them. They're fun. I always enjoy the openings. I mean, I guess the... Let's see where... We, we start off with uh, the... Uh, the check-ins, like the character check-ins, which we don't get very often, so that's it's a nice change. Yeah, yeah, it's something they they've carried from their previous AP and carried into this one. And yeah, I like it. It's a it's a nice touch every now and then, just sort of ask what you know where they're at. Yeah, which is cool because we don't you know we don't get it, but you know if anybody does any tabletop gaming, then. You know, they know that people will talk about their characters and stuff like that. So you kind of, you know, if you're at the table, you have a feel for where everybody is at. True. And as podcast listeners, we don't get access to that. So, I mean, not, you know, not by, because we're not at the table, right? Right. We can't sit here and ask questions except once a book. That's right. That's the only time they allow us to ask questions. Yeah. Or when we, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, blackmail them into coming on our show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever blackmailed them cajoled you know tricked uh made mrs perry force alex to come on <laughs> yeah i think we did that <laughs> indeed it was fun though so. yeah i like it i like it when they feel the pressure <laughs> so i guess we should uh check in with each of these characters Thalias is um randolph apparently and lost in nightmare after nightmare which yeah that's pretty much the note i got from it because that was kind of all Joe had. Yeah, because it's like, hey, I died, and then I came back, and then I died again, and then I think I was Plasma for a while, and then I died again, and then I was the guy controlling me as Plasma, and he wanted his body back, and I had to kill his ghost, and like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> if he's, if, if Thelias is not, uh, you know, mechanically insane by the end of this, I, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm still convinced, you know, this new Thalias looking like Randolph is going to uh, turn out to be the, uh, you know, the dark the horse, e evil twist at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that's what it's going to end up being. I think it's just hold on. I'll get this right. Joe playing his character and and being so twisted. I don't think he knows which way is up anymore. Yeah, he he's in it deep for sure. I mean. It, it kind of reminds me of Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you know? Robert Downey Jr.'s happening? character. Yeah. What's happening? The dudes are converging. <laughs> I'm a dude playing another dude playing another dude. I'm a dude pretending to be a dude played by a dude. Yeah, that was it. Whatever the heck it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess Tia both went next. I know you're hosting, but I'm pushing us forward no no you take it you take it <laughs> I, I i my note for tiablith is just that tiablith wants more gallowspire he wants more city time that's it i yeah i wasn't exactly sure what to do with him in his his state of mind i'm like okay he he both enjoyed gallowspire and wanted to be out of it i wasn't exactly i got that he wanted like the hilton gallowspire right he wanted to be in there in the dust and be like oh Oh, look at the ancient secrets I'm uncovering. Oh, look at the knowledge that I've learned. And then he wanted to roll back 
to a certain spot and go, yo, concierge. Why, yes, Master Tiablith, how may we be of assistance today? I'm done for the day. I want to drop my stuff. And can you get it to my room? And, you know, and then he wanted to throw his feet up and hang out at the bar and then, you know, catch a massage at the spa. Not the dirty kind of massage our genius was after, by the way. Just, you know, he just wants that that experience. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah, he's a pampered little elf. Yeah, I, I thought the word pansy came to mind for me. Oof. But, you know, I what can I say? pansy apparently apparently oh <laughs> uh, and then i i loved our genius going oh my god tiablis a hell knight right. well tiablis didn't say he was a hell knight he just said he worked he with said them. he worked with the hell knights this is and then our genius is me not understanding what that means at all so do you have any idea what that means in, in what the, worked with the hell knights what the hell knights are because i don't oh i'm sorry that's uh galarian lar cheliax you're familiar with cheliax the yes country that has all the devils yes that help the ruling family and everybody makes deals with devils hell knights are various knightly orders out of cheliacs and they do different things like hunt down demon worshipers or hunt down criminals or hunt down whatever they've got different stuff different things that the different orders do and uh that's their job and uh, the you know the hell knights are you know just like they sound terrifying knights that you know romp around and do what they're supposed to do. All to keep Cheliacs together and, you know, mm. in the thrall of devils. Okay. I mean, I think some of the orders technically aren't, like, devoted to devils, but, you know, it's that fine line is, you know, yeah, not really put to the test because nobody's thrown the devils out and then said, no, we're here. We're still Cheliacs. <laughs> oh, well, then we'll serve Cheliacs. Right. You know. Okay. Makes more sense. But, though. yeah, that's that's who they are. Sorry. And then, you know. Our genius is pulling back from his first relationship ever, <laughs> right? Like it's, I love Erasne, even though I'm not going to say a word about Erasne. I'm not even going to think about Erasne or anything as I, our genius talks about where he's at. Yeah. You know, he's just all caught up with Teoblith, his latest thing, because he wanted <laughs> Teoblith to be his best buddy. He wanted to, you know, warm up the icy elf. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now I will say this though, our genius with all the diplomacy, our genius is face. <laughs> That's right. You got the A team in our genus's face. It's 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 definitely A team. <laughs> it is A team, yes. So that's entertaining as heck. Yeah. I guess Uhtred is more like just I, I just want to say he's just kind of existing at this point. I think he had a brief moment of like, Oh, it's happiness, it's Rogyar and oh shit now i have to go right back to I think I got I think he had like fifteen actual minutes in that house. <laughs> What? No, I thought they stayed like eight hours and then left. That's true. I, so, true. I mean, they did, they did, they I mean, did actually you know, he rest. got one night in a friend's home. I mean, that that's that's fair enough. Kind of priceless. I mean, compared with the month of traveling they just did, it, it might yeah. as well have been oh, 15 God. minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. It's not right there. Nick very clearly says Uhtred feels, at least what I got is feels cheated he didn't get more downtime with Rogar. I mean, he's just, right. you know, he gets a little bit to sort of become human again and is in a safe enough place he can let his guard down and he only gets, you know, an overnight and not even a very long overnight. Yeah. And then, uh, boom, we're back in Arcadia. Cause now we got to get the action going again and we're getting food. And uh, now I cannot pronounce her name. I think I, I wanted to say it was Marina, but I think it's Marina. Uh, yeah, I think it's Marina. Yeah. That's what I thought I got. And then of course, you know, we go right into, let's talk about Earthfall. <laughs> you know, the day the waves drank Aslant. 
Yeah, this was this was fun for me. I liked this part because I I've read about it, you know, reading, you know, just kind of going through and reading some of the the Pathfinder lore stuff. But to hear it kind of explained, it was a lot of fun for me. I I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed I enjoyed the lore the lore too. I liked the talk about the Starstone. Yeah, you have a Starstone. <laughs> yeah, and Tiabuth is like, yeah, they've got a Starstone. Oh my god! He's like, and then it's like. Well, it's not really a star stone, but yes, if that helps you, it's a star stone, you know, and, and, and it's called the, you know, the Kumaru tree and it's in Tumbaha mountain, the temple we built over the tree. And oh, by the way, yeah, it's gone dead. now. <laughs> yeah, it's gone now. What? Oh. Yeah. He had, Tealith had his brief, uh, uh, dream of no godhood. Yeah, yeah. Ripped away from him. That's sad. Well, I what I like, what I especially like about this this lore is that the Starstone, you gotta go in and touch it and face something, and if you come out the other side or you know however they explain it, I've read a little bit of the lore, you know, then you, you're a god, you become a god, right? I thought all you had to do was touch it, but the Starstone would create like this maze inside the temple that you had to get through, or uh, like a labyrinth or whatever, and it's different yeah, for I, every. I person. don't know. I well, see, that's the thing. I don't actually know if it creates like a maze for each person or if each person gets their own challenge. I mean, Caden Kalane doesn't remember entering and woke up in the temple next to the star stone and it was a god. Yeah, but he was because he drunk. was drunk the night before. So he doesn't remember any of it. Right. But what was neat is, is you think, oh, another star stone. And you're, you know, to me, I was a little worried. Oh, it's another way to become a god. Mm-hmm. You know, another little thing for this to become a god. No, it's a completely different thing from the same event, probably from the same asteroid in air quotes there whatever it is same kind of thing but totally <laughs> different effect totally different effect okay okay what i have to i have to pause there was a meme that was floating around today that i saw <laughs> let me see if i can find it it's so good i'm sorry i'm derailing us like right from the beginning all right it's uh ah you're doing fine an arrow might have your name on it, but a fireball is addressed to whom it may concern. To whom it may concern. And, nice. and then in, underneath it says, Meteor Swarm, hear ye, hear ye. This is what we have become. I We, we do a podcast and I read memes to you to lull you to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. No, that's that's really clever. There were some, There's those come from, if memory serves... You know, the idea from World War Two, probably World War One, but the idea that you're, you know, it has your name on it. So you can't get away from it. Right. And, you know, I don't know where it started, but I'd remember something about bullets ha- can have your name on it, but artillery shells, you know, have a similar, some similar thing. So it's. Yeah. They're just to whom it may concern. Yeah. yeah to whom it may concern. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. I like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I guess that it's part of the same meteor, but like a different piece. Well, obviously, it's a different piece. Well, but it's part of the same event, right? And and I just meant that what I was going at is sometimes when you're from the same thing, you get the same thing, right? Yes. And in this case, it's from the same event, f- same kind of thing, you know, a meteor coming from the sky or whatever you want to call it, because I don't know that they really get into what Earthfall is other than this attack and you know, big things fall from the sky. I mean, I don't. They don't really say, "Oh, it's an asteroid that hit Galarian." Or, Pretty sure you know, they said I don't specifically think they do it was an asteroid that the the whatever the the fish people brought down, called down. Well, I thought it was a to... a bunch of me. I thought it was a bunch of meteors that they called down. Which, of course, maybe you know, could be you know, could be asteroids pulled from space. Could be who knows what. 
I mean, I think in the episode Summoned they literally somewhere else. say it was like a big asteroid that these people called down because they were trying to, you know, in task or whatever humans. They made, yeah, I, yeah, I they made a joke about. I control. remember several words being used. Yeah. So, uh, and I didn't go run and look up what the lore was. I didn't. To be exact on it. I didn't either, but I'm going to do it now. Oh, great. But anyway, I just like that the Starstone, it does its thing in one play, and it's it's in Absalon. And the one that fell here does something completely different. No, you're right. Swarm of meteoroids. Uh, eh. No, you're right. Right, but I mean, a, it, we know in reality that a swarm of, of meteorites could be an asteroid breaking up as it enters the atmosphere. It could be, I mean, there's a combination of things. I mean, it was clearly an extinction level event, Yeah. right? It's the big doomsday. Um, we know it was brought on by the aboliths, right? They give us that much. But I mean, that they don't give us the background details, like the precision of like, well, they grabbed an asteroid, pulled it down, and then it shattered in Galarian's atmosphere into this. Or no, they pulled down the, the tail of a comet, which is all a bunch of big chunks of stuff. Or no, no. They grabbed a bunch of, you know, they, they don't go into that, what the exact, what it was that, that they did, you know, beforehand. And then it hits Galarian and goes to Earthfall. And I mean, they just, yeah, the Abolith did it. And they're a swarm of meteorites. There you go. Boom. They landed all over parts of Galarian. Yeah. I guess what the Northern Hemisphere, I guess, right? Because Arcadia and Inner Sea, Inner Sea is in the Northern Hemisphere of a Galarian, right? Yes. So we got that, and it it's just it was just neat that it was from the same event, but still so different. And like Arcadia wasn't even doing anything, and they got hit. I mean, they're kind of like boom. Yeah, it's collateral damage. Yeah, it's very collateral as it turns out, right? Because <laughs> Arcadia is way on the backside of the world, right, compared to the Inner Sea. I did like that the uh, it was very interesting that they had the all this tech based on these artificial ley lines from the from the tree right that are created by the roots of the tree and they had all these energy and powers and technology that ran on this tree energy and when Aridin disappears a hundred years was it hundred years ago we determined yeah because I think we were they were talking about that he didn't disappear basically he died. yeah well he died sorry I thought he had a prophecy though as he was blipping out that he was coming back right. That I don't know. Because that's the, the the reason they call the new, the Pathfinder 2.0, the Era of Lost Omens. Right. So, you know, we got that going on. I didn't realize Aridin was such a big dick. Because <laughs> I just had no idea he was such a monstrous dick. Totally blew me away. And uh, the other part that got me was that as they're talking about this, there's there's some other things that are in here, but they, skipping down, they then talk about, wait, didn't Tarbathon want more nukes? I, does and they're he like, want, oh crap, the Starstone. I think he said he was going to build. He said he was going to build more. Uh in the in the bonus episode, Tarbafon says he's wanted to build more. Yeah, full disclosure, I didn't finish that. <laughs> he he says he's gonna make. He says he's gonna make more, which I think is why the whole uh, why it goes to the Kumaru. Mm-hmm. But it provides an interesting twist because he says he wants to make more nukes. It then raised to me the idea of, okay, well, couldn't, and the guys think of this too. They go, well, couldn't he go after the Starstone? But then I'm thinking about it. I'm going, well, wait a minute. The Starstone doesn't operate the same way the Kumaru tree operated. And the Kumaru, part of the Kumaru tree was the shield of Aridin, which became the shattered shield of Arneson. Yeah. And I'm like, oh crap, maybe he, go, he can't go after the Starstone. Not for that, right? Because he doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. Because it's, again, you've got this thing where it's a completely different kind of effect that the Starstone has versus the Kumaru tree. And I was like, oh, man. So I was like, this is, this, this could be good. This could be, this could be good. But then again, the tree's dead right now. So, you know, unless the party does something clever, like, you know, reignite it, reinvigorate it, revive it, there may not be anything Tarbafon can do with it. Because again, 
The shield's made from the Kumaru when it's alive. The Kumaru doesn't lose its power until Aridin dies. Mm -hmm. But the shield lives on past Aridin, even being shattered and still has magical powers in it. Right. Or energy, you know. So uh, I was like, aha, aha. And I, I, I love, I, I do love the name of the, uh, the mountain, the Tumbaha Mountain. Yeah, it's a fun name. I just, it's a fun name. It's fun to say. And I like that it hasn't served a practical purpose in over a century. I mean, there was these little, these little things that kept getting woven into the description that I, I thought was neat <laughs> throughout the, the episode and the story. And the dragon <laughs> that gets sent, which, by the way, I did not remember. I didn't either. That it was the a dragon that got sent. I don't. Did we ever learn it was actually a dragon or just someone with that name? I thought it was. Um, I don't think we learned that it was a, a dragon. I think this is where we learned. Yeah, it. I don't think it was. I thought we had a name, but for some reason, I was confused for a bit because I thought that Tarbafon had sent his lackey, his his trusted cohort, over to Ren Church. Mm -hmm. I got that confused for a while. Yeah. So when. It, that unpacked and i was like oh man and uh, you know got it straightened out i was like oh damn where the hell was he supposed to be going again because i thought it was you know something or other i didn't know what i, I didn't remember right. accurately and so the dragon's name is nesistravek or nesistravek yeah and and i love that they call him nessie it just makes me happy did i miss this i don't remember this at all you don't remember alex saying yeah as as marina yeah we we call him nessie Oh, yeah, I I did remember that. I just didn't make the connection to your thing. <laughs> well, you know, let me be honest. It wouldn't have mattered if there was no connection. The fact that it's Nessie and it sounds the same and this isn't a written medium, <laughs> so I can't see it spelled differently. No. To know that it's different, it's the same. Yeah, clearly. Because it's all I can hear. And, and Zeno pointed that out <laughs> in the chat. Yeah, I think. Thank you, Zeno. <laughs> Shouting out to you, buddy. <laughs> and the team finally got to go shopping yeah they did fucking finally so so we had a little bit of a shopping montage did did we get a montage you know? or did they just kind of tell us what they bought off screen i saw the montage in my head oh, okay it was the mall circa 1985 <laughs> yeah then they had a bunch of stuff they had a bunch of stuff they bought which involved horseshoes and four-leaf clovers yeah, they bought a whole bunch of like luck, which everybody need. bought the same two items. Yep. And GM Alex was like, "Hey, you got treasure? You're welcome." <laughs> Didn't you know? Doesn't matter that it's not. You know, Pathfinder is one of those games where if the treasure isn't suited to you, especially in the APs, and that and by suited to you, I mean it's not something you you need in the AP, or it's not a weapon type that you're going to use because you're specialized in. I don't know, the, the Dwarven right. War Axe, something, something, whatever, the Orcish Double Axe or whatever. Then it's it's one of those games where if you don't have that, then you want to go get that because that makes your character better. Right. And the way that that gets handled is through the shopping. And for Alex to be like, I gave you treasure. You're welcome. When, you know, none of it matches what anybody has. It's kind of entertaining and, and also kind of, <laughs> you know, sticking it to the players, really. But yeah. still, I enjoyed it. And uh, I, I did love. Uh, what was it that Joe got? He got oh, not the wand, the ring of cure. The ring of cure. That's right. That's right. Because every time he goes, oh, and I have the wand of one d eight plus two, and you do, you know, this amount of uh, healing plus two. <laughs> and even as he has to explain to him how it all works, and that he can't, you know, gets the adds to the max level of cure spells, you know, plus two from Joe. <laughs> yeah, that cracked, that cracked me up for a while. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. I like how he's, you know, they they said he's he he plays the champion, but he's gearing himself to play the hierophant and yeah, like I'm a great just, healer. Wait till tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like okay. So I think I think there are little uh, there's a, there's some serious shell shock there by uh, by Joe from being in Gallaspire and having all the healing cut in half as one of the uh, yeah. What what did what the hell were those called that Alex was talking about? One of the environmental effects. Yeah. Yeah. From his illegal source book. Yes. From the from the illegal source book, yes. But I'm going to have to step in here. The Game Master has no illegal source books. Lies. Lies. They're all available to the Game Master. That's the, the beauty of being the Game Master. He just has a source book that's GM only. Oh, okay. Okay. Thus, it's legally on the list, but, you know, not for players. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. I'm sure that's how Alex would describe all of the Pathfinder resource books. He'd say they're all legal, but not for players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can make all of his monsters have all the cool feats and things that he won't let his players have, and he'll use them against them. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> I don't this this idea that somehow there's equality is is ridiculous. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I say let them eat dice. Why? Why would you eat dice unless it's candy dice? Either way, let them eat dice. Okay, then. So did you have any thoughts on on the whole downtime? Or not the downtime, but this... this. I mean, this was kind of a slower episode. It wasn't a lot of combat. Well, it wasn't any combat, but... There was some combat between the players and the GM. <laughs> some some verbal judo. Yeah. Take that, you big meanie weenie. <laughs> I, uh, I I did notice the, uh, what is it, the food sources, the 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 salsa and the, yeah. I forget the rest of it, which I'm totally not opposed to grabbing real world cultures, mashing them a little bit, and then tossing them into the game world. Because the, the whole That's... Aztec Mayan architecture or even feel, and then giving a little, you know, Mexican food yeah. flourishes, eh, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's great because you're, I mean, you're creating a fantasy culture, so it's great. And borrowing from stuff we know makes it easy to explain what the hell we're looking at, right? Yeah. So it should be fun. Yeah. I'm curious, kind of curious about the rest of the countries in Arcadia. I know that, uh, I think Andoran has a, an outpost somewhere and Cheliax does. I'm wondering if we're going to get to see maybe one or two others. Whether it's that area where they have the inner sea countries have some little, you know, colonies, or if it's going to be, oh, what the hell is the name of that place? Zapotl? That's where they are now. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to get to see more of that, or maybe some of Zapotl's neighbors. It, it feels you know, the, like this whole AP is going to take place pretty much here and at the uh, at the mountain. A Tumbaha mountain? Yeah, the mountain of Tumbaha. <laughs> entombed Baja Blast. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When when I, I say Baja, I it conjures up Baja, California to me. Right. Fishing memories. I've done fishing trips down the peninsula, and we end up fishing in the Sea of Cortez and stuff like that. So when I say, you know, Baja, that's what comes to mind. So me meshing that with this, you know, Aztec pyramid and Baja, I'm kind of like, you know, it's it, it, it conjures up some some weird images for me because I get a lot of fish in it and you know that and I'm, I'm trying to you know I, so I'm, I, I'm I get like second rate fast food with hey the the only version of Mountain Dew that I will I guess uh uh hey their slogan was run for the border at one time was it yeah huh yeah right. and before that it was either before that or after there was something about the bell but I forget what that I forget what it is now I can't think of what that is but yeah so uh I'm I'm curious to see more 
I'm curious to see more. I like the endure elements that they got, so they get some relief from the uh, brutal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he humidity. just kind of gave them that for free. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I just, think though it, it talks it talks to saves. the advanced. <laughs> yeah, it, it talks to the advanced um, technology that right. they had. Right, that idea that they magic they could use a lot of magic, and then well, even she says. Well, some homes have been able to recreate the artificial ley lines, and so some individual buildings can operate with their own sort of power source and at the same original technology. Right. Techno, magical, whatever level that they had. Well, it, you know, it's ley lines. It's roots. So, yeah, roots, which explains quite a bit from the bonus episode. Just just to jump there quickly, folks, there was a, a scene where Erasne is doing research and she reveals that she's got a root growing up from the ground that stuck through her body right? in part of her research. And it's going to enable me to absorb all this extra energy and all this thing she goes on. And I was like, that is the weirdest shit. Yeah. But I it- mean, who came up? You know, I was like, God, Alex, wh- where did you even think of this? Right. Oh, it turns out it's all from book five. Alex yeah. being responsible, first class GM reads ahead and then goes, hey, I can I can pull that little piece of information back and weave it into the story. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> now, I'm going to take one second real quick. Okay. And I'm going to jump to chat because I, for the life of me, I got something telling me that there was something clever in here. So I'm going to check real quick and make sure I don't miss it because I'm a doofus. Nope. Nope. I covered the important stuff. So I think that does it for us. Yeah. I, what do you think? It- I don't really have anything else. Okay. I hadn't really got a whole lot for this one. I, I very much enjoyed the, you know, the exposition, and I liked the, the role play that we got from that. I do like that Uhtred is now obsessed with salsa, <laughs> yeah. which is fun, because <laughs> I am too. I have chips and salsa whenever I can, and I'm always too much. I got I to gotta be careful. I, it turns out I'm uh, sensitive to uh, the level of acidity in tomatoes. Yeah, so a lot of tomato, the mass, kind of the mass-produced, mass-grown ones mm-hmm. are very acidic, so it messes up with my stomach. Oh. Yeah. But if they're the if they're the more homegrown, a little more organic ones, a lot less acidity, then, man, it just seems to work out okay. Yeah. The reason this even factors into it is because it depends on what the salsa's made with. Yeah. Because if it's made the right kind of tomatoes, I can shovel it in and be like, it was an experience. I love it. <laughs> or, uh, you know, oh, it, dear God, why? <laughs> it, they're both experiences. One's just in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it, you know, funny thing is it doesn't do it so much to me there. It just, the heartburn it generates is just, uh, oh yeah. man, it is just brutal. I mean, it, it's the kind, yeah, it's just bad. So on that note, and that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We're three dudes deep there. (laughs) It's not four walls. It's three dudes. It sounds dirty.